We've been watching you all to see who you all are. <laughs> and I believe just in the last, it's been a month now, I think that we've had enough of stuff that's went on that would last a year. And I believe we basically beginning to learn each other and beginning to find out a little bit about each other. But it is good to see you today. May the Lord bless you real good. Having a, had had a good revival and good turnout, I was proud of the attendance and proud of those who made commitments and say, I want to visit or I want to witness. You know, I put the, the word visit, but there has to be a visit to witness, doesn't it? And if you're at the gas station, someone pumping gas, that's a visit as you make that witness. But uh, I hope that it'll carry on and the Lord will just use you in a marvelous, powerful, wonderful way as we work with God and go with Him all the way. As the song sang, wherever you lead, we will go. Now I want to tell you something. That's God. Wherever He says to go, we will go. What does that mean? Not necessarily go around the world, but that is part of the challenge. But it has to be here. But wherever he says go in the church, do it. Trust the Lord and follow him all the way. And I want to tell you something. You'll always be happy of that. And God will always bless you tremendously. All right, we have uh, not as much time to do what we want to do. We may run into Sunday school just a bit, but we'll try our best not to do that because uh, the Sunday before Easter, we had planned on sharing with you about the intentional interim journey that you're a part of, that you're on right now. You, you are on. And you called Elaine and I to come here as we call it intentional interim ministries, our minister. And an intentional interim minister is just what it says. I'm here for a duration of time between pastors, between one who has left and one who will come. And in that in-between, we will be working on things together and sharing together. I, I do want to tell you that at the end of the service, to get you a uh, heads up for this, be sure that you get a copy of this, and, and the ushers will be passing those out at the end of the service, and it explains to you about the transition team. We'll be selecting 11 out of whom that are who that you uh, nominate or you suggest. And I want to say to you, please, please be much in prayer for this as much as anything else you do about uh, the transition time. And I'm going to talk to you about that and talk to you a little more about uh, how you select those and what you do. But the ministry of the transition team and the ministry of myself is here to help you get to the next phase or to the next part of the journey. And all this together, you're going to see, is considered as a wilderness journey, as you're walking through the wilderness. The scripture verse that I do want to use today is the verse for the month. And it is this in Jeremiah 
For I know the thoughts. Now let this uh, kind of settle into our hearts because it may have a way of encouraging us and setting the stage of where we're going. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a what? To give you a future. Okay, now, can we say that again? I want to read that again. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Amen. That's what it's about. That God is saying, I do not hate you, I do not despise you, and I have peace for you. And that you may have a future. He said, give you a future and a hope. So through this process of time, I hope that our hope uh, will grow stronger and that we will, as we look into the future, we'll not only just believe, but we will be able to examine, as you see, as you're going to see in just a few minutes, how that we deal with that process. All right, now we're going to have some overheads, and it could get out of kilter at times. It could be my fault. But uh, we have some numbers, and this is the first time that I have done this here, so I would not blame the person who is doing this. Just blame that on me today, okay? And uh, if we get out of kilter. We have them numbered so we can get back on course, okay? And so you, the process is called enhancing the pastoral search process. That's what it's called. The process, the, the enhancing of it. And you'll see what we're talking about of the process and the intentional interim ministry. Intentional interim ministry is a spiritual, listen very carefully, is a spiritual discernment process. It's not something that we just come up with or we just, you know, have these good ideas and all these things. That's part of it, but it is a spiritual discernment process because it is to discern God's will for Theresa Baptist Church and every member and for the purpose and the direction of Theresa Baptist Church. And this is you as a congregation looking into all that you do and all the journey ahead of you with an intentionality. In other words, you are doing it intentionally. It's not haphazardly, you're doing it intentionally. Let me share with you the stages of, of basically the interim time ministry. As I said, it's suggested as a wilderness journey. And uh, if you go to the next slide, yes, there you go. Over, if you'd look and be over my left and be you as you're looking at it and be my right also the left would be the beginning and the le- and the right out here would be the ending in other words there is a the ending first of all over here of a journey of a 37 year journey of a pastor that you had here that many years and it's engrossed it's a part of who you are 
Uh, we know most churches takes on a personality of a pastor that you have. It's a, if it's a good pastor, they, you take on basically some of the personality and the pastor starts taking on some of the personality of the people. And so when that person decides that God says, it's time for me, I know that, to go somewhere else, God's not saying I'm mad at you. He's not saying I'm mad at you. He's saying it's time. It's, it's the thing to do. And so at that point, there, there is an ending, okay? And, and part of our process will be dealing with that ending. If we don't deal with that ending right, you will never be prepared for a brand new pastor. Now that may take some time to sink in, and I'm not asking you to accept that all from me today, but you will learn as time goes on that that is true because, because you see, you're going to be doing some things that is going to be preparing for a brand new pastor. A pastor search committee is going to be searching for a pastor that this congregation feels that it needs and that, and that God would send here. But you want to prepare in between here a time of helping to prepare and to accept that new pastor. He's going to be different than this pastor. He's going to be completely different. I mean, we all have some of the attributes. We all have some of the same kind of uh, thinking and doing, but, but we're all different. I'm different than uh, Pastor Brown. He's different than me. And so we have different ways, but it's the same God. But you're going to call this man, whether he be a young man, middle-aged, or whatever age he is, and uh, that God sends to you. And so you want to be ready and prepared to go with him, and he's going to be leading you. Well, in days to come that we're here, we'll be talking more and more about that. But, but you're on this wilderness journey. You see, it's almost like the children of Israel left uh, Egypt. Moses led them across the, de uh, across the sea and on dry land. And they wandered in the wilderness. I hope we wouldn't consider ourselves we're wandering around in the wilderness these uh, next few months. But that it'll be a kind of a wilderness experience as we do so. And on this journey then, uh, as I said, there is closure and then there is direction finding. In other words, direction finding. And then there is, you're going to clarify your identity, identity why you're here. You'll be asking a lot of questions. What is it that God would have us to be? Where is God wanting us to go? Will we be willing to be led by where he says uh, that we know that he tells us to go? Will we be prepared? And under clarifying identity, and let me just say, just give you that real quick. In other words, you, the committee uh, is in action. They go forth and start searching, and then they negotiate with someone, and they call, and then install, and there's the startup, as I tried to explain just a few moments. This stage of clarifying identity is a proven fact in, in churches all over the it doesn't have to be Southern Baptist. It can be any denomination of church. Most of the time it is a neglected 
area, a stage of the interim time. Because it is essential, as I said a while ago, for you to somehow have a clear, a very clear direction in the future. And so you will clarify your vision. You will look at your vision again. And this is what this team will be a part of, but you'll be a part of it as well. And then you're going to outline the expectations that you're looking for in a next pastor. What is it? Where is it you want to go? So you want to somehow try to find a pastor that's going to fit not into your mold, but you as a congregation are saying, this is what we know God wants us to be in this community. We know this is what God put us here for. So this is our mission, and we have vision about this. But you want to call a pastor that is full of dreams and visions as well that will match of what you have and not that he's going to come in here and just say, oh no, and just slam the book on you, make you mad, break up half of, half of the congregation and maybe even leave after a year and maybe take half of the people with him. You see what I'm trying to say? That you want to be sure that you know God and when we understand as pastors you know, there's no need in me going into a church. I think I could go into most any church and preach. But could I go into a, any church and just feel, fulfill what they have? You know, our personalities may not match. Our visions may not match. We may feel like, you know, uh, uh, well, we just go on. There's a lot of things that, that, that we're going to be talking about in days to come. Okay. Reflect on, you're going to reflect on five elements of the congregational life and you're going to ask who we as the people of God are and in an in-depth, introspective look at this whole area and your congregation as well. All right? Now we jump back and I've, I've messed up here. Uh, I want you to see this little video clip and it's going to basically kind of get you to where understand what I just said and then we'll conclude with some things. people come and go, including the minister. Intentional interim ministry is a powerful, positive process that helps congregations clarify identity and the way forward when a pastor leaves, supporting a faith community by serving as, well, a roadmap, guiding them as they prepare to call their new senior clergy, helping them get ready for the next step in the journey.
The biblical story is all about journey of God's people discovering God's will and purpose for them. Abraham, Moses, Deborah, Jesus, Paul, and Phoebe all were on journeys of hope and wholeness, faithfully seeking and following God's direction. Calling New Clergy is a journey of hope and wholeness too, a journey the intentional interim ministry process has helped thousands of congregations around the world navigate since the 1960s. The intentional interim ministry process helps congregations share their feelings and create a spirit of excitement about the future. Even though it's been updated through the years to meet the needs of today's faith communities, the heart of the work remains the same, clarifying identity. When a minister leaves, it's a whole new world for a faith community and a perfect opportunity to discover who we are and what God wants us to be now. But how do congregations get from here to here? It all begins here. When a pastor leaves, the congregation comes to a detour. Intentional interim ministry helps us move in the right direction by exploring five key elements of healthy faith communities. Heritage, mission, leadership, connections, and future. Every faith community is shaped by its past. The interim is a time to understand history and celebrate heritage. The intentional interim ministry process helps congregations get clear about what stays behind and what comes into the future. This is also the time to grieve, to bring closure with the former minister, and let go of old expectations, wounds, and patterns, so a new minister can be fully embraced. It's healthy for faith communities to periodically review where they're going and why. In the interim, this process helps congregations look at why we exist, the mission statement, what we aim to accomplish, the vision statement, and how we live vision and mission day-to-day, our core values. Leadership is action, not a person. The interim is the perfect time to talk about expanding the leadership base, reassessing professional staffing needs, and updating documents such as bylaws and job descriptions. Connections is all about a congregation's relationships with a community and denomination. A time to ask, who is passionate about these relationships? How are we seen as a local citizen? How are missions monies collected? And what do we support? The whole point of this discovery process? To blaze a trail to a new future, together. To develop accurate, spirit-centered, congregational, and pastoral profiles that represent who we are, here and now, and fulfill God's purpose for us preparing us for the next step in the journey, calling a new pastor. Life in a congregation is a journey of the heart and spirit, being open to the will of God. That's what intentional interim ministry is all about, working with congregations in a relevant way to build a bridge from the past into the future, helping you emerge from the self-discovery process as an even stronger and more effective faith community. And it works. 
A nine-year study of hundreds of congregations and thousands of lay leaders and clergy revealed that two years after participating in the process, more than 90% of the congregations remain healthy and would recommend the process. Is your congregation calling a new pastor and ready for an exciting and empowering journey of discovery? Go to HealthyChurch.org to learn how the intentional interim ministry process can help you. I hope that kind of gives you a real quick idea. And very quickly, I want us to back back up. I'll go forward, but actually back up and clarify a few things that you just saw in that video. But clarifying your identity is, you know, those five points. Uh, we look at heritage, future, connections, leadership, and missions. And so we reflect on five elements of the congregational life. And we asked, who are we as the people of God? And I've said that a couple of times already today. And then in-depth, in, uh, perspective, uh, look. And then if you would turn it, uh, change to the next slide, if you would. Okay. And if you don't mind, just move on to the next slide. In fact, you saw how that worked. In fact, if you want to, you can change on to the next one also because you've already done this. And we, of course, on uh, slide 10, uh, we, did, we do have an agreement here that I come and I serve as your pastor in every phase. And, I, and Elaine and I want to be, I know this is in a month that we've been here, but we want to be a part of all of you. We want to learn you as a pastor. I'm intentional interim but I want to be a pastor to you. I want to love on you. I want us to love on each other. And so far we've found that. And thank you. I mean that very much. And in fact, I think you've loved on us to the point that you've about spoiled us to death. And, and I don't know. I, I just appreciate that very much. Okay? Uh, if you would turn to the 11, uh, the 11th slide, getting started transition team. Okay, you're there. Uh, I've already said that I provide leadership of the congregation and guidance. That's what we do. But the lay people lead the process. Who are the lay people? All of you that are in this room. I provide the pastoral leadership and also provide the help in leading you through the process. Okay? Now, you're going, I showed you that paper in the very beginning. You're going to select three people that you feel that would work well in the congregation in helping to pull together a process. And we're going to look at all those five processes that, that he showed in the introspect there with uh, starting with heritage, going through leadership, connections, and all of those things together and we'll be talking to you. There's ways we have tools that deal with all of those. But once this team is selected, once you recommend three, we will take them. There are 11 that we want to have on this team. And uh, we want those people who uh, have a very good heart for the church, who are very faithful to church, who, who are tithers at church, who, who are just people who can think 
not only for themselves, but are willing to listen to other people's perspective and not try to twist that, but to bring that back because we're going to be asking questions throughout the whole congregation in what you think and where you think we need to go. So these are trusted, respected, spiritually wise leaders. Those are people that you want to put there. Uh, and as I said, you're going to select those today. And at the end of the process, once we finish the process, the total process, there is a reflection that will be done away from here, outside facilitator, that will evaluate me as the interim pastor of this church. And also, uh, the team will kind of have evaluation. It'll be a time, it's not anything to be scared of, so don't anyone turn it down because you think you're going to be evaluated and be scared. All it is is uh, our organization that I represent and talk about being trained in thinks that it's valuable enough that you get what you, could I just say we use in this country language paid for? You get what you expected. You get, and if you didn't get that, then we look at to see if there's areas that we did not cover or should have. That has never happened. We've always had a good evaluation at every ending. So don't be afraid of that. I just wanted the congregation to, to know that uh, it's not just something out here floating around. And we can also, if we need, uh, we can have some of the, those people to come in and help us at times. Okay? We certainly, as an intentional interim, am on a growing edge. And it helps me. It gives me better perspective to help you. And but all of my heart, Elaine and I have come here with the great expectation, and I would be so sorry. I would be, I would be so, I would feel so badly if I went away from Teresa Baptist Church not fulfilling the ministry that God has called us to be, to be a part of you, to help you be all that you want to be. And that's my commitment to you. And we've made that commitment. All right? That's... Uh, I want to conclude that because I don't want to run over too much into our Sunday school. But after uh, we have had the Lord's Supper, there will be people be standing at the doors that will be passing out these uh, forms to you. If you'll bring them back next Sunday, uh, for some reason you think you want to, you may have somebody in mind, you put it on today. But I want you to pray. Really pray. Don't just say, I'm going to put my buddy on there. I'm going to put, because you see, these people, we need a, a big uh, group of people. We need some older members. We need some younger members. Older people, younger people. We need women. We need uh, men. We also need some young people. And if even down to 18, if, if, you know, we would like to cut that off at 18 because we don't want to put pressure on the, the young people, the teenagers at that point, but if one were chosen 18 or above, that would be great. It'd be wonderful to be a part of the team. Now, let me explain something else before you start writing those when you get it. Everyone in the church is going to be a part of this transition. 
This team will guide us, okay? They have the wisdom to guide us and to direct us. Every person, no matter what age, down to the smallest, we have things to, for even the kids, the little kids to do it in their Sunday school to show us what they think of church and what they're getting out of church, okay? So it's for everyone. All right. Let me uh, turn the tides at this moment away from this, and you can cut the overhead off if you'd like. I want us to have a one verse of song of invitation. There may be someone here today that has gone through revival, and you wanted to move, you wanted, you just somehow just couldn't get up and move. Maybe have not prayed. I believe before we participate in the Lord's meal that our heart ought to be clean and close to God. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I believe that we ought to examine our heart as the Bible says and not come to the table with all other things, but come with a pure heart as we celebrate the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. So if we come and lead us in one one verse, I mean, yes, one verse of this song. You may be seated. The Bible says that before Jesus went to the cross, that he participated in the last Passover. And then he instituted what we consider the Lord's Supper. And the Bible says in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26, beginning with verse 26, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, Drink from it all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine 
from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I ask our deacons to come. Carol, would you lead us in prayer? Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice. Without the shedding of your blood, Lord, we will be lost. We recognize you this day as our Lord and Savior and give you all glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
And Jesus said, Take eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Deacons would come forward. You lead us, Steve. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day, and we just thank you for the gift of your blood that was shed for us on the cross, Lord. We just pray that you will bless this um, fruit of the Spirit, Lord, that it would serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Jesus said, this is my blood that was shed for you for the remission of your sins. Take, drink, all of it. And the Bible says that they sang a hymn and went out. And I don't know, I, I might be, can we do it just like a little chorus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you.